Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris at jmorrismcm, museummiracles.com at titansmcm. Coming to you on Monday, December 5th, following the Titans' loss in Philadelphia. There's not really a whole lot new to cover from this game. Uh, this is just a flawed team that is, this Titans team that is, that is going to be good enough to beat teams that they should beat most of the time. And they're not good enough to beat Super Bowl contenders. I mean, I, you know, there's not really a whole lot else to say about this group at this point. I will say that yesterday had to be a tough day for John Robinson uh, watching that game because you've got A.J. Brown out there just abusing the Titans. Um, I mean, literally, literally abusing them. I, I still don't understand how the, the play against Christian Fulton is not a penalty on A.J. Brown. But, um, and, you know, and then Fulton's out for the game with a groin injury. I mean, you know. Um, but... And I get it. We've talked so much about the AJ thing. I don't want to rehash all of that. What I will say is that if you really want to sign a guy, you can you can sign him. And I get that they had a number and, and all those things, and they had certain constraints with the cap and the cash that they have on hand and all that kind of stuff. But if you really want to pay a player, if, if he's that important to you, you can get it done. He was not that important to them for whatever reason. And again, if AJ Brown, if they're concerned, I, I still think, that there is some level of concern about his health, about his knee. He had he had his missed games, um, you know, with with this team uh, was on the injury report for the better part of two seasons with a knee issue. Um, I, I think they have concerns about that long term. Now we'll see how that plays out. If that comes to fruition, fruition, like in year two and three of this deal that he's on in Philadelphia, then it's a different conversation. Then maybe John Robinson made the right call. I still contend that the Titans had a window that they could have continue to play into here that they slammed shut when they traded A.J. Brown, but th- that's that's a conversation for a different day. Um, but to watch what A.J. did, to watch this offensive line, which is nothing short of a disaster, and like we're hard on Dennis Daly. Dennis Daly's terrible, should not be playing. Like it's not even Dennis Daly's fault at this point. He's just not good enough to play. They keep running him out there. 
I, they obviously don't think they have a better option. I don't understand how that's possible. I don't understand how you don't at least put somebody else out there to see because he is so bad. I mean, he's the worst tackle in the league. Uh, there was something on PFF last week where he's like the 34th best left tackle in the league, and there's 32 teams. So, you know, try that on for size. But, I mean, the the, line, the whole line was terrible yesterday. I mean, Aaron Brewer can't play guard. He's not big enough. He, he's not, he can't play offensive line. In this league, he's not big enough. He continues to get whipped. Nate Davis wasn't great. Petit Friere was terrible. Uh, ben Joseph was bad. I mean, the whole the whole group was bad yesterday. I mean, there were a couple of plays where it was like, well, yeah, Dennis Daly got beat, but so did everybody else. And so you want Ryan Tannehill to step up in the pocket. We can't step up in the pocket because the, the pockets collapse. He can't escape either side because those guys are both beat. There were a couple of times where it felt like that if he'd have had somebody to get the ball to, he could have. Like he had enough time to get a throw out. But then you look at the, the weapons, quote, that he has out there, and you understand. I mean, come on. Like, okay, here's what I want. I want the Titans to not trade for or sign an old receiver this next offseason. That's what I want. Because Robert Woods has had a has had a good game. He was good in Green Bay, as was everybody else. How bad are the Packers? Um, but, like, the Titans keep acquiring these receivers past their prime. We all get excited about them and think they're going to be good, but they're not. Robert Woods can't separate anymore. I mean, and, like, that is becomes evident. He can still make contested catches sometimes and all that stuff. Certainly true. Listen to me. Traylon Burks is a is going to be an alpha. Okay, so that's there. There are a couple of, of good things that this offense has, and there are Traylon Burks and Chickaconquo. But like Traylon Burks, I I don't know how he held on to that ball. I mean, the man was knocked out in the end zone, and he held on to the football. That's unbelievable. It was an unbelievable catch. Unbelievable play. How in the world is twenty two? I don't know what his name is for the Eagles not kicked out of that game because they have it in the rule where they can disqualify a player for a hit. Like, that is, how else, what else is there to disqualify a guy for? And I don't think it was necessarily dirty. Like, I'm not trying to say that he he had that intent. But that was, I mean, the exact hit that they are trying to take out of the game. Kick that guy out. Make an example. If you really care about, you know, brain health like you claim you do, get that guy out of there. We're not going to see Burke for two weeks at least. Um, we've seen with, with the concussion protocol now that, Guys, guys don't generally get back in a week. Anyway, Traylon Burks is good. The offense is terrible. The offense is terrible. And the problem is there are so many holes that I, I don't know how you can fill them all in one offseason. So this feels like, again, like, okay, so the window was AFC Championship game and then two, not first-round losses because you had a first-round loss and then a bye but two first time you played in the playoff losses, right? So in Kansas City, the the loss to Baltimore the next year, and then last year the loss to the Bengals. That's the one seed. Now, the recurring problem here is they don't have enough weapons. And they clearly don't prioritize receiver. And it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. Because like you saw what AJ Brown did to Christian Fulton yesterday. Right, And if that's not a penalty, then why are you not getting receivers that can do something like that? Oh, you had one, you traded him. Um, it, it just, it, it, the, the way that this team is constructed, 
is they're going to have to rethink the whole idea of how they play football. And again, like some people are like, oh my gosh, you're overreacting to one game. Well, no, no, no. This is a problem that we have seen with this team all year. This is a deficiency that this team has. They don't have weapons. And the offensive line is bad. So they can't even get Derrick Henry going. And people are just like, oh, Derrick Henry can't. Derrick Henry's done, blah, blah, blah. Maybe Derrick Henry's lost stuff. I don't know. But, like, these last few weeks, there's nothing anybody could do. I said on Twitter yesterday, I mean, it would take Barry Sanders in his prime to be able to gain yards with this offensive line because that's what he did for most of his career behind bad offensive lines. But, I mean, there are, there are two or three guys in the backfield. When Derrick Henry gets the handoff, what do you want him to do? Like, there's there's just nothing. There's no room to, to create anything when that happens. So, again, like, it doesn't even, the rest of this stuff doesn't even matter. I mean, the, they can't get a pass rush without Danico Autry. I guess Jeffrey Simmons is, is not all the way healthy. If that's the case, then he needs to sit down until he is. Because if they're going to have a chance to win anything in January, you need Simmons, Autry, Dupree. You need all those guys at 100% health. Because what we've seen is the secondary is not good enough when there's not a pass rush. And most secondaries aren't. The secondary looked good early in the year because the pass rush was so good. Now that the pass rush isn't there anymore, you're seeing deficiencies in the secondary. No big surprise there, right? That's how football works. Um, so like I said, I mean, there's there was really nothing new there. They went to a Philadelphia. They got whipped by a better team, period. You know, they got whipped by a better team last week. And I know the last week the score was only 20-16. to 16, and that, that score feels like closer than the game actually was. But now we've seen that the Titans have beaten one team with a winning record, and that's the Commanders. The Commanders are not any good, and they didn't have a winning record when the Titans played them. That, that don't, that's not really relevant. But now your loss is to the Giants, um, to the Bills, where they weren't even in that game at all, the Chiefs, the uh, Bengals last week, and the, the Eagles this week. Like, all against teams that are Super Bowl contenders, and all teams the Titans can't beat. All right. So, I mean, that that that's really that's really where we're at. Right. I mean, this team, they're going to win the division. Um, I said last week that if they the New York Times playoff simulator, if the Titans split with the Jaguars and beat the Texans, they have, I think, like 100 percent chance of winning the division. The magic number in the division is two now with the Colts loss last night. So that means any combination, any combination of two of Titans wins, Colts losses, Titans win the division. Um, the Colts are off next week, so the Titans can't clinch this next week. They can win, but then they would they had to win the next week to, to clinch. So, I mean, it, we're still two weeks away from them being able to clinch. But they're going to win the division. They're going to be the four seed. They're going to lose to whoever they play at Nissan Stadium in the first round of the playoffs. If, I, I mean, again, if that's if nothing changes with, with what they have, with what they've been doing, and what are they going to change? They haven't, they haven't changed anything to this point. We thought for sure, right, that something coming out of the bye, something would be different with the offensive line. They've changed nothing. They have gotten worse. And whatever. Mike, Mike Vrabel said yesterday something about the team being at a turning point. Well, sure, but, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do that you haven't already done? And that's the, that, that's the question that, that I would like for him to answer. It's like, okay, you say that, but where are you going to turn? Like, that, there's just there's nothing. Like, this team is not good enough. It's not currently constructed to be good enough to be a Super Bowl contender. And a lot of that's on John Robinson. John Robinson has had big misses in the draft. I know he's had hits. I understand that. I understand that overall he's fine as a general manager. Like, he has done a good job overall. The the overall quality of the roster is definitely better than it was when he took over. But, I mean, again, that's like saying, you know, being the smartest kid in summer school. Like, it was a terror. It was the worst roster in the NFL when he came here. But, 
you can't miss on on Isaiah Wilson like he did. I mean, not, we're not even talking about like a like a miss where the guy can't play. We're talking about a miss where the guy's out of the league in his second year. You can't miss like they don't Dylan Raidens. Dylan Raidens is a second round pick that was supposed to be the right tackle to replace um, to replace Isaiah Wilson, and he can't play. He can't play tackle. He can't play guard. He's terrible. Then now you've got T. Freer, who's done some good things, but it's looked bad these last few weeks. Now hopefully he'll, he'll get better in year two and all that kind of stuff. But so in consecutive years, you spend a first round, a second round, a third round pick on the right tackle, and none of them can play as of right now. Like I said, I, I'm not out on NPF completely. Like I, I think he's got a chance to be pretty good, but like that is bad. You don't have a left guard. Um, you don't have but one good receiver. Maybe Kyle Phillips is good too. We just we haven't seen him. We don't know. Um, you, you have a playmaking tight end that got more snaps yesterday. I'm sure I haven't looked at snap counts, but I mean you threw him the ball more. But that, you were down by a million points, so you're you're dropping back and throwing more. Um, and then there's the injuries, and I know that injuries happen in football, and like the Traylon Burks thing, like there's there's nothing nothing that can be done there. But all the soft tissue stuff that we see these guys having every single week, like and again the Titans have used the most players in the league or their top whatever blah blah blah. Like there's something to that, and why has there not been more talked about and more done about whether it's the conditioning or nutrition or whatever it is? Like where's the where is the accountability for that group? Because you can't be amongst the top, you know, five teams in the league twice in a twice in a row, two years in a row for most players used. Like it can be bad luck once. It's not bad luck twice. Like that, that's that's just. I mean, it can happen, I guess. But like, they're, they're, it seems like they need to be evaluating that more. I'm not sure they are. Maybe they are. Who knows? But that needs to be more talked about. That needs to be more said. So anyway. That'll do it for today. Like I said, there's not a, not a whole – it's like nothing really new here. We saw them go to Philadelphia and lose to a better team, which, I mean, I think we all should have expected to happen. Now we got to see how they come back next week against Jacksonville because now you've lost two in a row. Now you've got a division opponent at home in a game that you really need to win because you're better than the Jaguars. Um, go ahead and beat them, kind of put them out of their misery, win another game against the Texans who were, I mean, just beyond abysmal. And then you win the division, you get to – tout that and you get to host a playoff game and you know maybe they make some money off of that and they can and I, I, and again I, don't construe that as amy adams strunk is, is cheap i just think that she is more cash strapped than other owners are in the league and so the titans are not as able not able to be as creative with salary cap stuff as some of the other teams are because they don't have a bunch of money to pay up front. And look, we're seeing, I mean, we talk about the Rams and all the things that they've done. You know, they got a couple of key injuries and they're shot too. So, I mean, it's not, you know, there are different things that happen and come up, but the Titans have got to rethink how they play offensive football because when you, when you want to be a ground and pound defense and run the ball team, everything has to go right for you. Everything has to go right. You cannot have key injuries. You cannot have a turnover to at an inopportune time. I mean, all those things. And what we've seen the last couple of years is even when the team's really good, you don't get those breaks, you're not going to win. And they've won. They, I get it. Like, they, they're above 500 and all that stuff. And, yes, it's better to win than not win and all those things. But I want a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And now, as you look at this team as it currently constructed, it's not this year, and it's going to take a lot of work to get it there next year, and I just don't really see how it happens. All right, that'll do it for today. Um, We will be back all week covering the lead-up to the game against the Jaguars, so obviously check that out. 
subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Music City Miracles. You'll find us there on Twitter at JMorrisMCM, at TitansMCM, MusicityMiracles.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.